0: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. You'll laugh because I started recording this podcast without having the microphone in front of me. I was just kind of talking until I realized I didn't have the microphone in front of me. Alright, on Saturday, Atlanta United is going to host Charlotte at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. A big, big match for a lot of reasons for Atlanta United. Notably, they've lost their past three. They've lost the momentum they developed from such a good start to the beginning of this MLS season. The game is going to be broadcast on the Apple TV channel. You can follow my coverage on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can even read the stories in the next day's paper. And I'm going to tell you how you can do that a little bit later in the podcast. You're also going to hear from Gonzalo Pineda and players Juanjo Parada, Amar Saitich, and Tiago Almada. And what I think are some pretty good answers to some interesting questions from those guys. And then in the second part of the podcast, as always, I'm going to answer your questions fantastically crafted and thoughtful questions about the MLS team. So I hope you'll stick around. I hope you'll rate us and review us on wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that if you see Daniel out and about, give him a hug. He he needs one right now. If this is your first time listening to us, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution All right, as I said, Atlanta United is going to host Charlotte. Let's go through some numbers really quick. Atlanta United is 5-3-3. Three, three. Charlotte is 3-5-3. Charlotte is going to be without Enzo Capetti and Derek Jones because of yellow card accumulation, which are two huge blows to their offense. Charlotte is managed by Christian Latanzio. On the road this year, they're 1-3-1, and one, while Atlanta United at home is 4-0-1. Oh, Charlotte has scored 13 goals with 21 against. Uh, it is unlucky... Well, it's lucky on offense, unlucky in defense, because its expected goals are 10.8 to 17.5. Now, Atlanta has scored 20 goals, which is second most in MLS, but is allowed 18, which is a staggeringly high number. Its expected goals are 14.3 and 13.5, so it is badly outperforming on offense and slightly unlucky on defense. All right, we're going to get into some of the audio, some of these guys talking about their teammates and players, starting with Parata on the benefit of getting Yurgo Shakamakis, Franco Abara and Ozzy Alonso back training. And I need to point out also, Brad Guzan rejoined training today. After four and a half weeks, it was supposed to be 10 weeks for him to be out. They never clarify, though, if meaning out means rejoining training or being able to play in a game. Either way, he was doing rondos with the team this morning and then doing goalkeeper drills. As Gonzalo Pineda said on Tuesday when we pointed out to him that Brad was over there on the training field, I mean, he knew that. But Pineda said, he's crazy (laughs) in a complimentary way. But anyway, here's Parada talking about having those guys back.
3: We're happy. We're happy to have those guys back. Uh, They are
4: part of the team. They are important guys, and we're happy to to have them back.
0: And here's Parada talking about the importance of these next two games at home. This is a three-game and eight-day stretch for Atlanta United. They will host Colorado on Wednesday and then go to Chicago Soldier Field the following Saturday. Of course, Chicago just fired its manager earlier this week, Ezra Hendrickson, who will not be joining Atlanta United in any capacity. They They don't have a staff opening, for starters. And there's other reasons that I'm not going to go into. But we did ask Pineda about that after the press conference today. But here's Prada talking about the importance of these next two games. I think
4: uh, we have to believe in ourselves again. Uh, we have two games in home, and we're going to try to win those uh, six points because we cannot even uh, draw in, in our home. We have to win. Yes or yes. We have no choice. And, yeah, hopefully with those two games, uh, we will be up in the, in the standings.
0: Now, something I've noticed is in the past two games at Miami and at Nashville, a 2-1 loss to Miami, a 3-1 loss at Nashville. It's about the 30th minute after Atlanta United dominated the first 30 minutes. The opponents kind of turned the screws. For those final 15 minutes of the first half, it's when Nashville got its goal. Miami put Atlanta United under a lot of pressure in the final 15 minutes of the first half. I asked Prata if there's anything different about what's going on in that final segment of play.
4: I don't know. I know that those are things that happened in the game. Uh, we're just playing and, and trying to, to do our best. We we didn't think about that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, okay. those in those games we we were losing, and we I think we push a little bit more. You push a little bit more when you are losing,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and you try to yeah to shot to make crosses from from everywhere
0: and then here's Sadich's thoughts on having Gigi Ibarra and Ozzy back on the field
3: yeah no nobody wants to see guys injured and away from the team uh having guys like that with a strong presence both in the locker room and on the field are important pieces to have for the team so uh yeah we want the whole team to always be together
0: Sadich's thoughts on the importance of these next two home games
3: no it's very important I mean uh granted with the result of Saturday night um I don't think it was an exact representation of maybe how we want it to go and maybe what we deserve. But uh, yeah, winning away is tough, but it can't be it can't be kind of our mindset. It has to be we have to go into every away game with the mindset to win. Uh, So, yeah, having two home games is very important. Um, Everybody fears coming to the bend. So having that kind of support from our fans and and we know going in there that, you know, we're on the front foot from the first minute and we're definitely going to make a statement for, you know this past week so yeah we need three points
0: now this is the first time i could remember i have no way of figuring out the stats on this well i could it would just take a long time it wouldn't be worth the effort to be honest with you but atlanta united's trio of central midfielders did not create a single chance against miami so i wanted to ask Sadich what they were doing that limited their what miami was doing that limited their effectiveness
3: uh i mean i think we i think we established much greater possession in the middle of the field yeah we didn't really see uh any chances around the box i think maybe in the final third we can keep a little bit more possession and being a little bit more patient to create chances rather than looking for the final pass way too soon uh but nonetheless i mean yeah it's a statistic that people like to grab onto but at the end of the day i think we played very dominant football we we uh, went through the game plan of what we wanted to do and then we had a couple mental lapses and then at the end of the day somehow it's 2-0 and you're chasing so um, I-, I think we played really good football I think uh, I think we really put Miami in a lot of pressure made them run a lot um, they didn't cap we didn't capitalize when we should have and that's how it goes
0: now here's Almada on how he would describe the team's forum these past few games
3: I think I think
2: we're going through a little bit of a, a bad moment, uh, but we had a good start. Um, we won our first four or five games, and, and we knew and, and we know that just because we won those four or five games, it doesn't mean we're the best. And now, because we've lost a few games in a row, it doesn't mean we're the worst. Um, so we've got a really important game on Saturday um, and, and try and get get back to that.
0: And if there's a difference in the team from the first few games compared to the last few. No, I
2: think that in I think uh, our opponents are playing very defensive. They're, they're giving us back lines of five, and I think it just we need to be faster with the ball, um, quicker, you know, be better in the attacking third, um, and we'll continue to work on it.
0: Pineda has said that Almada needs teammates to make runs off the ball for him to be effective, so I followed up by asking Almada if he's seen teammates doing that enough.
2: Um, yeah, as I said, I think teams are, are defending us a lot, um, but we, we have the players who are capable of making those runs in, in behind the midfielders. Um, so I think this Saturday, uh, I think it's going to come off.
0: And, of course, we had to ask him about him liking a tweet uh, when there was a rumored interest from Napoli in him.
4: No,
2: no, 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 nada tampoco. no. no I, you know, I still don't know anything about that. Um, my agent hasn't told me anything. I'm totally focused on Atlanta right now, and I just want to be ready whenever that moment comes.
0: Now, I can't remember the last time that all of Atlanta United's senior roster players were able to train together. Now, there is an exception in Eric Lopez. He is a senior player, but he mostly plays for the twos. He was not out there. He's still dealing with a badly sprained ankle. But here's Pineda on his emotions on finally seeing everyone out there
5: very happy still looking for uh, you know keeping that way um you know the status of the of the health of the team and obviously we want eric back as well and i hope he he can recover soon but it's just good i think uh overall uh we've been pretty good on muscular injuries which is something we pay a lot of attention and try to do a good job there my sports science department is outstanding. My medical department is outstanding. So we feel very comfortable in that area. But uh, yeah, having everyone available is is pretty good because again, I have more options. Uh, The mood of the team is also better. We were missing Jakub, you know, Aussie, uh, Brad, three key parts in terms of leadership experience. So now they're back in the system, whether they play or not right away. It's very good to have that amount of experience boys in the squad so it's, it's many many positives so yeah very happy
0: and then i asked a follow up uh if it's unlikely to see yurgos and guzan playing on saturday
5: yeah we will see still have time for for brad It's going to be very difficult today was the first day and it was only with the goalkeeper goalkeeper training but uh, uh Yaku, he trained Here and there this week, today was full, but uh, still, you know, I I prefer to be a little bit more cautious when they're recovering from muscular injuries, Uh, especially taking consideration last time. uh, We felt very comfortable putting in him. He scored a goal, which was great, but then after that, we lost him for a couple of weeks and he was missed. So I prefer to be a little more conservative this time uh, on how I use Yaku uh, in his recovery, and uh, hopefully we are fine with that.
0: Pineda gave a really interesting answer on the importance of these next three games.
5: Yeah, very important. I mean, very, very important, I think. Um, In MLS, the momentum is is pretty important, right? Getting some momentum when you have congested uh, periods of time with a lot of games, um, it can dictate many things because he's nine points on the line. So um, that momentum, getting that momentum in that part, I think is very important. At the beginning of the season we were getting that momentum and then i felt that that international break kind of killed a little bit that momentum we lost seven players and then we had a very tough loss against columbus and that kind of killed a little bit the momentum we were having and now we are again trying to come back to that i've seen the the progress in the last two games even though people don't think it's that way chicago was poor in the attack I felt that Columbus, uh, um, I'm sorry, um, Nashville was a little bit better. And this game against Miami, I felt that we create good half chances probably, but we're in very dangerous areas compared to the chances they were getting. So uh, I've seen the progress still, the chemistry and bringing back everyone, Luis Araugo back Mm -hmm. in in the team. I think that may help, but we need that momentum. We need not just these three games, but the next five games, next six games we have four at home. Uh, the last uh, five, I think we had four away. So it's, it's not that uh, we want to change that much home versus away, but there are reasons there on, on the little down moment of, of, of the team in the last two weeks, not being exactly what we want. Couple injuries plus four games out of five away. Now we have this opportunity of four out of six at home. We need to take that advantage and, and make it count with points, with three points every time. And, and we have to start this Saturday.
0: If there's anything that Almada, who has five goals and six assists, he's tied for the league lead with Hany Mukhtar for goal contributions this season. If there's anything that Almada can improve.
5: We want always more. As coaches, we always want more. I mean, he is uh, tied by more goals and assists combined in the league, and I still think that he have impact probably better in a few games so we always want better always otherwise we are complacent and oh yeah yeah everything you do is great no i have to still find ways to challenge him here and there on how he receives in the pockets how is his body shape how is a couple things that he can clean up uh how's his movement of the ball at times he dropping too deep you know where are the areas where he can be more dangerous for the team little things like that we always try to have that conversation uh So, yeah, there are little things still that I feel like, of course, he can improve on. Uh, So far, he's he's been great, but there are things that he can do better, of course.
0: And I wanted to know if if he's talked to Tiago about perhaps being a more vocal leader. No,
5: no, no. I have to... I think I have to allow they, they express their, their leadership and personality as, as they are. I cannot ask them uh, to be vocal when they are not vocal. Like, okay. They have to express their leadership through certain things. I think Thiago expresses his leadership through his passion for getting the ball in his feet every time. So he's always demanding the ball, demanding the ball. That's, that's leadership as mm-hmm. well because in the tough moments Thiago wants the ball. And uh, I think that's another way to express leadership, and people respect him because he always wants to play, and he wants to. to he's brave to play forward and create chances. So he, that's how he expressed his leadership. No, no need to, to to work on that side of being more vocal if he's not, or he will never be probably.
0: That's a pretty interesting answer. You know, if it's not in a guy's character, he just can't be it. And I have to remember that Almada is just 22 years old. He's still a very young player. There's still a lot of time. For him, if he wants to become that type of a player, to become that type of a player. Um, you do see him more and more kind of pointing teammates in certain directions on the field. So he is kind of doing that a little bit more uh, than perhaps he was in the past. I, th- I mean, obviously, Pineda knows Almada much better than I do. But I do think he could be that leader. I think he's a guy that obviously players would easily uh, follow if he were to, to become more of that guy. So we will see, again, still young in his career. Now, when we come back, we're going to answer questions submitted to the mailbag. There were no voicemails. So, you know, shame on you. I'm just kidding. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
1: Ocean breeze, tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluesteak, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
0: The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, our politics, our breaking news, our investigations, our food and dining. You can get all of our stories on AJC.com, access to our e-paper, and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. So you always know what's really going on. The offer ends May 22nd. So if I were you, pull over the side of the road. Stop if you're in the grocery store. Do whatever you have to do. And do subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast right now. Daniel needs the money. Now our mailbag number, I must remind you, is 770 Oh. See, I'm giving you the wrong number, 770-810-5297. We're going to start with Heather, who says, There's a thread on Reddit discussing a possible Dom Dwyer comeback. This is based on a few vague Instagram posts. Do you think this is a legit possibility? And if he does re-sign with the team, when can he start training? So I've gotten this question quite a few times from different people. No, the team is not re-signing Dom Dwyer. So just kind of let that one go. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the exact answer I was given by someone involved with the team, but it was pretty funny. Uh, but no, Dom Dwyer is not rejoining Atlanta United. Eric with a K says, I'd like to hear your comments on whether it's beyond the realm of possibility to play Gootman as a winger. Are Hujo and Etienne, to a lesser degree, just aren't producing what we need on the wings. I like Etienne's holdup play, but my God, he looks slow out there. I'd love to see Wiley and Gootman up top as wingers with Hernandez behind Gootman. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to be an option. I mean I understand your frustration with with Arahujo and Etienne right now and Etienne hasn't looked as fast as I thought he would look, but there might be some reasons for that. Um, he's got speed. we saw I saw it in a training session today they were doing kind of sprints, competitive sprints and Etienne just blew his guy out of the water. I think some of it comes is chemistry and confidence in, in teammates and teammates confidence in him and, and they'll get there. You got to remember, Etienne didn't start the first couple of games because of an injury. He missed most of preseason camp because of the injury. Um, so he's a little bit behind in that regard in building chemistry and confidence. But he's got the skills. He's got the speed. He'll come good. It's just not happening as fast as I think everyone thought. Araujo, I don't know what to tell you about Arahujo. Uh, I've, I've given my thoughts. Immensely skilled. Still think he could be an MLS MVP type guy. Probably not this season, but he has the talent. For some reason it's just not clicking right now. And keeping in mind also that Caleb Wiley, who could also play left wing, is about to head out to the U-20 World Cup in Argentina after the Charlotte game and is gonna miss at least, well, possibly as many as five games if Atlanta United makes or (laughs) will miss possibly five games if the US makes it to the championships of the Inter Twenty World Cup. So I don't think you're gonna see Gootman. I think you could see Chole on the left wing. McFadden may be on the left wing, uh, but I don't think you'll see Gutman there. He continues, Gutman has consistently been one of our most dangerous players in the attack, whether on his own or when playing quick passes inside the box. It couldn't hurt at this point, in my opinion, and keep Araujo as a super sub until his form improves. Yeah, we will see. Pat, this is going to be a quick uh, little transition moment here. Email me with an educational factoid about German chocolate cake that I'm going to share with you because I love German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake, originally German's chocolate cake, is a layered chocolate cake filled and topped with a coconut pecan frosting, which is muy delicioso. Originating in the United States, it owes its name to an English American chocolate maker named Samuel German, who developed a formulation of dark baking chocolate that came to be used in the cake recipe. It is not German by nationality. Who knew? And he says, Why don't you reveal your source and Marietta are bringing enough to share Saturday? I'm not revealing my source, Pat. I want all that German chocolate cake and sourdough bread for my own. But I am sad that Johannes just, you know, would not give the German bakery five stars. Johannes works in the communications department. He's from Germany. Apparently, he has some high standards, which. I don't blame him. If he's from Germany, he knows what German food is like. I'm just a dumb American. Eric, with a lowercase c at the end, says, In an attempt to remain positive, which completely contradicts my upbringing and disposition and could cost me my jersey card. I hope it's not a jersey Mike's card because, Eric, I'd have to disown you at that point. I'll ask this. At this point in the season, what would you consider Atlanta United's nicest surprise? Hmm. Probably Yakamakis. I thought he would come in and play well, but you know there have been a lot of players that come from clubs in Europe, leagues in Europe, and it takes them a while to get going. That has not happened with Yakamaki's. He has come in, five goals. Uh, I don't think he's going to start on Saturday. I do think he'll probably start next Wednesday. Atlanta United has just one win when he doesn't play. It's unbeaten when he does. So to me, he's the nicest surprise. Eric continues, What stadium has the coolest press box? Well, I haven't been able to go to three now that St. Louis is online. I haven't gone to Austin. I haven't gone to St. Louis, and I haven't gone to Minnesota. There's something about the middle of the country that MLS does not like when it comes to Atlanta United playing there. Um, There are lots of cool press boxes. In terms of soccer-specific stadiums, let me think. I like Portland's, which I guess can be considered soccer-specific at this point. LAFC's is pretty nice. Miami, I love the people at Miami, but they sat me behind a giant pole. Uh, last week there's lots of good ones i won't if you want to ask me my least favorite i'll share those in another podcast because i got to keep you answering que- asking questions now henry with our final three questions of the mailbag Why the odds of gg starting on saturday i would say less than 10 percent. how about franco abara i would say more than 90 percent are your thoughts so far on etienne playing right wing over arahujo I don't think the sample size is big enough yet. That happened in the last game at Miami, and Araujo came in and I think played on the left, which is something I've been advocating for a while uh, to try to get him going, try to get him more focused on perhaps passing to the teammates than trying to win dribbles and get into the middle of the field. So the sample size isn't big enough, but I think it has potential for both players if they were to swap sides for a little bit. And the last question, the most important question. Which Atlanta United player, current or former, would you rather be stranded on a desert island with and why? So there are all sorts of answers to this question. I think either Michael Parkhurst or Jeff Lorinowitz would be cool because I think they have interesting opinions on a lot of different topics so it would lead to conversation. Breck Shea would be cool just because who the heck knows what's going to happen. He's always come across as a kooky guy. I have no idea if he really is or not. That's just kind of his persona. So that would be kind of funky. Uh, Brad Guzan would be cool just to hear stories about Europe and playing for clubs there. Same for Carlos Bocanegra, frankly. That would be pretty cool, too, just on his time in the World Cups and and all that. So those are some of my answers. I can't give you a single answer, but I think that's a satisfactory answer. All right, we're going to wrap up the Southern Fried Soccer podcast. As always, you can find me on the Twitters at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the AJC. And please, as always, hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones. Tim, I hope you get feeling better out there. This is Southern Fried Soccer. Y'all take care.
1: Ocean Breeze, Tropical Beach